Hello, welcome to We Support Caregivers Podcast. I am Lashina McBride, the Executive Director of We Support Caregivers Incorporated. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has been well. It's good to be back with you all. We took a little break, but we're back and we'll have more podcasts on a consistent level. So caregivers, the last time we had a podcast, we discussed the self-care bill of rights. Those are just bill of rights that you should know that you have the right to do for yourself as it pertains to cultivating and developing and focusing on your self-care. Well, this podcast, did you know you have rights as caregivers? We're going to discuss the caregivers bill of rights. After this break, I'm going to break down the 10 bill of rights that caregivers have. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Before I go into the Caregiver Bill of Rights, I just want to thank all of our loyal listeners and followers. We really do appreciate your continued support. And to learn more about We Support Caregivers or to make a donation, please visit our website, wesupportcaregivers.org. So the Caregiver Bill of Rights was created by Joe Horn, the author of Caregiving, Helping an Aging Loved One. So the first Caregiver Bill of Rights, and you can say this with me, but it declares, I have the right to take care of myself. This is not an act of selfishness, but it will give me the capacity to take better care of my relatives. So caregivers, it's not selfish taking care of yourselves. You cannot properly take care of anyone else unless you first or until you first properly take care of yourselves. So that's the care, caregiver bill of right number one. Number two, I have the right to seek help, to seek help from others, even though my relatives may object. I recognize the limits of my own strength and endurance. So caregivers, you have the right to seek help. You have the right to ask for help from relatives, friends. You have that right. Doing so helps you identify the limits of your own endurance and strength. So asking for help doesn't make you weak. Having pride and not asking for help can actually be to your demise. So yes, please ask for help. You have the right to do so. Caregiver Bill of Right point three. I have the right to maintain facets of my own life that do not include the person I care for just as I would if he or she were healthy. I know that I do everything that I reasonably can for this person, and I have the right to do some things for myself. Caregivers, 
you have the right to enjoy your life. You have the right to enjoy your life. You have the right to live in spite of caring for somebody else. Again, this goes right back to self-care. This goes right back to having a healthy balance. You have the right to do that. Caregiver Bill of Right, point four. I have the right to get angry and express other difficult feelings occasionally. So caregivers, I'm going to add a few points to this point four. You have the right to feel angry. You have the right to have anxiety, to feel anxious at times. And sometimes you might even feel depressed. However, once you identify these feelings, once you identify these emotions, you must learn and have a coping mechanism on how to feel those feelings, deal with those emotions, but yet not allow them to impact the way you provide care to that elderly loved one or relative. So if that means you have to seek professional help, do so. If you don't have a venting a venting partner or a friend that you can talk to, and even if you do have that individual, they may not be equipped to providing you with the tools that you need to cope with those feelings and emotions to where it doesn't hinder the care you give to that elderly loved one or relative that you're taking care of. So I strongly recommend you seeking professional help, whether that's therapy, a counselor, someone that has the know-how of giving you the proper tools to maneuver those feelings and emotions without the relative or that elderly loved one being on the butt end of it, being on the receiving end of those emotions and feelings. So that's what I'm going to add to that point. Point number five. Point number five. I have the right to reject any attempt by relatives, whether it's conscious or unconscious, to manipulate me through guilt, anger, or depression. Caregivers, just to sum up this point, you have the right to reject anything negative. You have the right to reject anything that's not going to be a solution. You have the right to reject anything that's going to trample on your peace. You know, being a caregiver already comes with its level of stress. You definitely don't need any more. You definitely don't need negative outsiders, opinions, thoughts, what have you, you know, while you're already trying to maneuver the stress of being a caregiver. So you have the right to reject negativity. Negativity. After this break, I'm going to finish up the remaining caregiver bill of rights. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. So to continue the Caregiver Bill of Rights, 
Right number six, I have the right to receive consideration, affection, forgiveness, and acceptance for what I do for my loved one for as long as I offer these qualities in return. Caregivers, you have the right to be loved. You have the right to give love. You have the right to forgive. You have the right to receive forgiveness. You have the right to give affection. You have the right to receive affection. You have the right to love yourself just as you love others. So I just want to add those extra little points to point number six. The caregiver right number seven. I have the right to take pride in what I am accomplishing and to applaud the courage it has sometimes taken to meet the needs of my relative caregivers. You have the right to toot your own horn sometimes. You know, especially, you know, you know the struggle it's been as being caregivers. You have the right to say, I've done this, I've done that. You have the right to toot your own horn sometimes. It's self-encouragement, you know? So it's, it's okay to do that. To pat yourself on the back sometimes, it's okay to do that. You have the right to do that because you know the struggle. You know the struggle. You know what you've been through. You know the journey of a caregiver. So you have the right to pat yourself on the back, okay? And you have the right to receive encouragement. So moving on, that was point number seven, caregiver right number eight. I have the right to protect my individuality and my right to make a life for myself that will sustain me in the time when my relative no longer needs my full-time help. To add to this caregivers or to, simp- or to put it simply, you have the right to prepare for a life after caregiving. Let me encourage you, caregiving is not all is always your story. Right now, you are a caregiver. Right now, you're taking care of someone. But that has an expiration date. It's not your life. It's not your identity. So you have the right to prepare for life after caregiving. You have the right to live your best life as a caregiver. So that's, I just want to add or to elaborate to that point. And that was point number eight. So caregiver right, point nine. I have the right to expect and demand that as new strides are made in finding resources to aid physically and mentally impaired elderly persons in our country, similar strides will be made toward aiding and supporting caregivers. To make this point simple, caregivers, Make sure the resources that you may be receiving for your elderly loved one or that relative that you're taking care of, do research and see 
that there's also resources made available to you as the caregiver. This is where our this is where the state senator comes into place. Send those emails, write those letters to your state senator or your congressman or woman. Write those letters and send those emails. The more you do that, the more they're aware of the support that caregivers need. So the interesting thing about the Caregiver Bill of Rights, when it comes to point 10, you fill in a blank. You have the right to do what? You fill in the blank for point 10. So I'm going to recap the Caregiver Bill of Rights after this short break. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. So to recap the Caregiver Bill of Rights, I'm just going to paraphrase them. A link will be provided so you can go back and read these, you know, save them, say them out loud every day to affirm, you know, and to declare that so it gets inside your mind, your heart, and your spirit. So to recap, Caregiver Bill of Rights number one, I have the right to take care of myself. Number two, I have the right to seek help from others. Number three, I have the right to maintain facets of my own life. Number four, I have the right to get angry and to express other emotions occasionally. Number five, I have the right to reject any negativity. Number six, I have the right to receive consideration, affection, and forgiveness. Right number seven, I have the right to take pride in what I am accomplishing. Right number eight, I have the right to protect my individuality. Right number nine, I have the right to expect support for caregivers. And as it pertains to right number 10, you fill in the blank. After this break, I will conclude this podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Well, this concludes the We Support Caregivers podcast. I just completed the Caregiver Bill of Rights. Hopefully, this is something that you can use to remind yourself of the rights that you have as caregivers. Something that you can bring back to your remembrance, something you can say every day to encourage yourselves. It's very important for you to encourage yourselves because The daily sacrifices, the things that you encounter, the things that you endure, you need encouragement. So hopefully this is another weapon in your arsenal to add to your encouragement. I thank everyone for tuning in. I thank everyone for your continued support. Once again, you can learn more about us and give a donation at wesupportcaregivers.org. Until next time. Be encouraged.